Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Season 5, Episode 11 of Bell to Bell with Bobby Blaze. This is going to be our Halloween episode. Uh, so we were thinking of calling it Jeremy and Bobby Meet Frankenstein, but I couldn't get a Frankenstein on. So, I am your host, Dr. Jeremy Fever, and joining us now, Bobby Flytrap. <laughs> and I'm not too far from downtown Cincinnati. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Professor, why did a ghost go into the bar? Um, he was looking for booze. Exactly. Boom. Oh fuck! This I'm sorry. Seventies people. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't this trying to. Opening... <laughs> I wasn't trying to actually step on your joke there. I thought I was just throwing out something funny. Oh no! I thought we were working. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, just oh. WKRP. Where are we at? Oh well, I, you know it's. It... Zone. I know you like to have fun around Halloween. I know it's a big deal for you around yeah, Halloween. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. We had some fun with it. Um, yeah, I, it, it, look, I mean, I, I love horror movies. I ever since I was a little kid, and it's just one of those things I always come back to. Um, I do, you know, I have, I have scared myself a time or two with the kind of shit that I watch, though. So I do got to be careful. Um, but I also one of the things I appreciate is special effects, practical special effects done well. Now, the reason I like that is because I got a little bit of a bloodlust, and I also like watching violent things happen. And so this week, we're talking about most gruesome moments and matches. That's right, man. You know, we went back, uh, we've done, uh, we threw in for a swerve of our first season. Actually, we did uh, top 10 scary movies or horror movies of all time. So go back and check that one out. We did uh, bloodiest matches, I think, and also uh, scariest gimmicks before. And this week we thought, man, we're going to do some gruesome matches and moments, man. And uh, some of these I cringe at, I tell oh, you. Yeah. I went, I do the same thing. I went by memory. Then I went, you know, just kind of talked to the professor here about a couple of them. And then I was on the Internet about a couple of them. And I was like, ah, this is going to be gruesome for me, but probably fun for Jeremy. But um, we're going to have fun with it anyway. Um, we dug deep for some of this stuff. I tell you, um, some of it's just right there, right in front of you though, too. So we, we hope you like it. It's kind of a out of context top 10, but it, it would kind of run it that way if I'm not mistaken. Right. Professor? Yeah, ba basically we're, we're going to run it like a list, but yeah, you know, it's, it's really just in the order we kind of want to talk about it. Right, right. Right. Yeah. Um, you know what? Let's to get started. Let's maybe talk about some things that you shouldn't do when you're doing gruesome matches. Yeah. Um, we had a couple of we thought about mentioning. And uh, some of these things should be doing some of these things anyway, people. Yeah, it is, yeah. It's supposed to be professional wrestling here. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, that's, yeah, let's go ahead and let's say that. Like, this whole list is shit you shouldn't do. Yeah. But as a company, these next three things are bad things that shouldn't have been done ever. Right. And, uh, um, the first one, I'm going to mm -hmm. put this one out there because I'm going to let you do the second one. But that first one, I, I, you had to refresh my memory on it. I kept seeing pictures of Abdullah the Butcher, who we just finished up a couple of weeks about, uh, ago about, you know, the madman from Sudan. And I kept seeing him in this electric chair, and I knew it was from something from WCW. And I think you said it went back to a, an older Halloween uh Halloween Scream or something, Halloween I th Havoc. I think, it was I think it was Halloween Havoc 91. Now, 91, yeah. you don't flog me if I got it wrong, though, because, you know, sometimes, well, sometimes it's a little no, slippery. 
I'm going by what you're saying. I believe it's around that time period. But this, you can't realistically. And we're trying to keep this as realistic as possible because some of these things we're going to talk about that are gruesome were real and they really didn't happen. Yeah. But, um, you know, if you're going to a wrestling show and there's a big cage within a cage and then it's got an electric chair in the middle and you're expecting someone to be electrocuted or killed on live TV in front of a live audience that night, I mean, that's just that's just going too far. That's just something you shouldn't do. That is that the process we're trying to think here uh that is certainly where i come from i you know there's these things where they've hanged people from the neck from a cage crucified Mm -hmm. um you know you talk about like i don't know they leave like um like well like an eight pound fucking uh, uh, sledgehammer in the ring well you cannot pick up an eight pound hammer and do anything with it that wouldn't be a kill shot besides that bullshit hand over the end and let me tell you I've used uh, sledgehammers to drive lots of metal stakes in the ground, and that would not work. (laughs) That is not how you use a hammer. No, that's not how you do it. So it's also not how you put a a stake through a vampire's heart either. No, it is not. Uh, (laughs) Boy, you got to be real careful about how you do that. Yeah, you should ask my old friend Carl Kolchak about that sometime. (laughs) Um. There's your reference. (laughs) Yeah. Wow, that's a good one, man. You know that was on Netflix for a while. Uh, you know what? It is on it. If you go to NBC's new free streaming platform, Uh every episode is on there, I think. Okay, cool. Thanks. And those, and the first two were great, by the way. So, yeah. Um, but there are things you don't do. You don't put a gun in there. You don't put a knife in there. You don't put a weapon that can't be used in there. You don't put a goddamn electric chair in the middle of the Right. That's the point right there. Yeah. That, that to me is just ridiculous. Look, I I know, even when I thought wrestling was completely legit, I know you're not going to kill a guy. Yeah. I know that's not going to happen. And all you do when you pretend to kill somebody is make me go, well, that was... St-. Like, every time The Undertaker died, you know? And I'm just like, oh, come on, guys. This, yeah. Come it's on. not why Cody out there at the yeah. Roadrunner, you know? Um Anyway, so we got another one coming up. Um, I guess this was the uh, here recently with uh, an eye injury. Um, we're going to talk about a real one that took place, but I guess they did an eye spot with Ray Mysterio Jr. Uh, was that with Roman? Was that with uh, who was that? Rain? I who think it was. I think it was Seth Rollins. Seth. Seth Rollins. Yeah. Okay. You told me that, and I forgot actually. So they did a deal. I think you brought it up before. Was it a ping pong ball or something that was painted like an eyeball? Fuck, I don't. I, you know what? Here's the thing. I don't know how they did it, but I did yeah. see a still from it, and I wouldn't have bought that in a fifty dollar uh, horror film. You know, I wouldn't. Have, yeah. I wouldn't have bought that in the lowest budget of horror films. And I suspend my disbelief when I watch these super indie productions. Yeah. Like oh, I watch such cheaply made horror films. I'm not happy unless I see a boom mic swing through the shot most of the time, you know? <laughs> yeah. But you, you, if you're going to have an eye for an eye match, I guess is what they had. I mean, and expect someone to actually get their eye you know, legitimately pulled out. Um, you know, that's just not, I, you already know what you're paying for when you buy it, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but, but I just, I can't, I, I'm not interested in that because I know that's not going to happen. Now, in a horror film, you know, uh, sure, I expect 
know, eyeball smashed and mm-hmm. everything to happen, you know, and that's fine. If it's cheaply made, I know what I'm watching. Yeah, exactly. Know? If I go into, look, I went through a real nasty short period of the, the worst horror films you can find on uh, Amazon. And literally mm-hmm. I would call you sometimes. So I'm like, Hey, did you know Al Snow did a horror, fucking horror movie about a fat camp? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you was finding some dandies. Oh, man. there was some, there were some gems when I was doing that. But you know, they were doing this thing at the WWE. I want to give them points for doing something that hadn't been tried. You know, the cinematic matches. The problem yeah. is, for guys like us, we want a real gritty fucking match in an arena with a live camera that's moving around the ring. We don't want. We don't want you rubbing our face in the fact that we're watching a phony sport. We yeah. want to we want to watch the match and enjoy it in that moment and not not be condescended to. But at the same time, I'm saying all this, you know, wrestling's going to have to go through some changes now, and at least they tried something new. Yeah, yeah, sure. So, I mean, I'm kind of damning with faint praise is what I'm doing here. Yeah, I guess I got you. We got one more example of what not to do, and that's work with. Uh, Children, babies, and animals, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is, that, is that safe to say? Yeah. Um, I'm not sure which year it was, but there was a, um, uh, shoot, how do you, was it a, wasn't a dog collar match. It dog was a kennel. kennel match. Yeah. That dog kennel match with the uh, boss man and Al Snow, and I guess the dogs just uh, shit the bed, basically, literally. A couple of them took a shit, I guess. They're supposed to be real vicious outside the ring. I don't think they were. I guess a couple of them might have been fornicating. I don't know. Well, that's but, probably um, the most vicious thing they did, you know. Yeah, so um, not a dig towards our boss, man, but, uh, you know, working with the animals there didn't go over that one. So there's about three examples of things that we're not going to kind of be talking about this week because most of these, I think, on our list are real and really did happen. Um, I think we probably, since we was talking about eyeball, let's just start with that one, didn't go down our list there, Jeremy, because um, there was legit – Eyeball injury. I know one of the Samoans got an eyeball pulled out mm. and pushed it back in. Mm. He pushed a strand of hair behind it, oh, <laughs> and he had Christ. to pull the hair out from behind it too. Now I'm not sure who, who he was wrestling that match, but I know you're going to tell us about someone else that lost an eye in a match. Um, so go ahead. Yeah. Um, so it was Stan Hansen versus Vader, and um, Bobby, did you ever work with Vader, or were you around him at all? You know what? I never was around him. Okay. Never Never met him. Apparently, he had a reputation for working really, really snug. Yeah. Um, So a lot of guys didn't want to wrestle him. Well, Stan Hansen don't give a fuck. Right. Um, As a matter of fact, Stan Hansen takes his glasses off so that way he can throw as hard (laughs) as he wants and everybody gives him an excuse for it. But he started walloping Vader in the side of the head and popped Vader's eye clean out. Jeez. Um, and I think if I remember reading about this right, like Vader's eye is like hanging there for a second. <laughs> Vader's like, you knocked my fucking eye out. <laughs> um, and then he, he, I think if I remember correctly, he pushes it back in and continues yep. the match. If I remember everything right. But, I think that's the way it is. Yeah. So. Jesus Christ, you know? Yeah. And that's getting walloped beside the head when you get your eye. Oh up. yeah, Ugh. yeah. I saw I saw a lady get kicked by a horse, and that happened one time in my life. And oh I ne- my god! And I never want to see anything like that again. So don't yeah. if you're around horses, never approach them from behind. No, never, no. never, never. 
Oh, Jesus Christ. And I can tell you, Stan Hansen will hit you in the head as hard as a horse kicks. So <laughs> I probably, probably even now, you know. Yeah. Oh, oh man! Yeah, well, so his, since his, we had uh, uh, who uh, on, uh, we'll bring up another match that Vader was in where Cactus Jack famously lost his ear <laughs> across the cable. Right? I guess his his ear was on a rope uh, the way he was trapped in there or some way, and uh, it was with Vader. I think it was in Germany or something. And Cactus Jack like lost part of his ear. Is that correct? Um, you know what? Here's the thing. I think you're right. I think it, his head got caught between the ropes. Yeah, but I know that when I heard the story, and I've never actually gone back to double check this because I don't like seeing people lose body parts. Yeah, um, I had heard originally that it was a barbed wire rope match. Now I don't okay. know if that was the case because I only went and saw one time where there was like some outside the ring footage of it. Yeah, and I, I want to say in my memory it was ropes, but the way it was told yeah. to me initially, it was barbed wire. My memory serves me correct. It was actually inside the the ring and the, the ring ropes, you know, just, you know, had had to wire through them with, uh, with the covering, of course. Mm-hmm. It was so tight and we pulled out and just pulled his, you know, ripped his ear off. Oh, yeah. Well, um, you know, I guess he was trying to be like Mark Chopper breeding there and, and cutting his ears off to, to get out of the penitentiary or whatever. Yeah. Um, or maybe a Tarantino movie where um, – You'll never listen to uh, a certain song again in a certain way when you see someone's ear getting cut off. Yeah, you know? yeah. I can't imagine being in a ring at night and Cactus Jack's ear just get ripped off. It'd be uh, just horrible, man. Well, here's here's the thing that nobody really talks about. It's real easy to remove an ear from somebody's head. They yeah. will come. They you jerk on them, they will come right off. Um, uh, that's why if you ever get into a fist fight that you cannot fucking avoid, go ahead and slap them with your offhand right across the ear and then grab a hold of it. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. You're getting all technical oh, here. Well, here, here's the thing, Bobby. Is I'm not, I was never a big guy. You know, I was always kind of like long and lanky. Um, I mean, now that I'm older, I'm 215 pounds. But when I was younger, I had to keep everybody as fucking far from me as I could if I wanted to stand a chance. So yeah. I learned real easily what you do is you hit, touch, and grab and hit again. <laughs> you don't waste you go. Yeah, you don't waste any motion. If you throw your arm out, there's a real good chance that somebody's gonna get a hold of it and break your hand or your elbow. So you need to make yeah. sure that you strike something, get a hold of something, and then follow that up with another <laughs> shot. And then get the fuck out of there. That's that's my you know, whole... we talking about ears being lost here and Jeremy's talking about cupping a damn person's ear uh uh, stuck in the middle of you ringing through my head right mm-hmm. now thinking about that scene. Uh, but you was mentioned the way you had heard that uh, story that the ropes could have been like a barbed wire uh, fence or a barbed wire chain around yeah. the ring. That's some of the things to it. We've just kind of touched on. Uh, we're going from thing to thing here. I think that was only two ears, ear things we was going to talk about, but also we've heard about, you know, these crazy matches where people have light bulbs and barbed wire ropes, uh, uh, exploding water, exploding uh, boards, all kinds of different different things there. Uh, we went from the electric chair, but we're going to keep on talking about some more gruesome uh, injuries as well. Is there anything really uh, uh, bizarre that you heard? I think you told me one that had this real long, the guy went through this, this, and this, and this, like try to do everything because of neon lights and all that. Oh, stuff. it was, yeah, it was uh, Joey Janela. I don't remember uh, who, I don't remember who it was against, but they're on top I, on top of a building. Okay. Okay. So first you got to get that. They're on top of like a warehouse or something. Yeah. Below them and probably about eight feet away, I'm guessing, because that would be how you'd have to jump to hit that, is a pickup truck. 
that has lumber and fluorescent bulbs and shit stacked up through it. And whoever he was wrestling got him up for a, a standard pile driver, leapt off the building and pile drove him through the bulbs, the whatever the lumbers. I'm, I'm guessing it was probably plywood separated by two by four so that way you'd have something yeah. to, you know, crash beneath you. But it was off the top of a building, through light bulbs, into a truck bed, through wood. I, that is just, you know, when you have yeah. to write a list of all the shit you've got going yeah. on, you've gone a little too far. Yeah, that just sounds like stupidity to me, man, mm-hmm. to, to do that, to, you know. Um, I'll tell you one of the most gruesome things I saw, man, and I watched it live, and I, I got sick to my stomach, Um and that was when Big Sid Vicious broke his leg oh, out, out in Indianapolis. <laughs> uh, I guess he was on the second rope, if I'm not mistaken, in the Steiners. And the only thing kind of, you know, Sid, Sid's, uh, you know, dropped people, uh, not intentionally, I don't think, maybe just being carelessly on her head and stuff from power bombs and choke slams, et cetera. And supposedly he didn't want to take his move. Uh, and I guess. He was going to jump in the second rope down, and then Scott was going to, if I understood it correct, I think he was going to uh, catch him and do a belly-to-belly, you know. Uh-huh. So basically, his head had to drop off the second rope, from my understanding. Uh, but when he did, um, I don't even go back and watch it, man. Uh, the first couple of times was enough to turn my stomach. I, uh, but his leg just snaps like a, a matchstick when he hits the, the, yeah. the ring. And that's just, uh, again, to me, that's just one of the most gruesome things I've ever seen, you know, in, in, a, in a wrestling. Uh, well, and I think, think it happened in Indianapolis, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I'm looking at a still photo of right afterwards. And his leg, uh, his leg at the mid, mid, um, uh, what do you call that part of the leg now? I can't even think. But the bottom of his okay. leg, the, yeah, yeah, the calf, is bent sideways at about 85 degrees. Yeah, and yeah, it's, it's just oh, gruesome. God damn it, it's just nasty, nasty. Yeah. Um, I think I think I saw that one as it was happening, or like, was you that probably a, did. I yeah. did. And that was yeah, yeah that was just weird because you're like, holy shit. Yeah. Because <laughs> he didn't fall far. No, he just basically stepped off the second yeah. rope. If I, if I remember correctly, was going to jump down off the second rope. Uh, I think the way it should have been, his feet should have hit, and as soon as he hit, Steiner was going to be there, you know, belly to belly, and then take him over. It wasn't like a, a big, you know, big move or anything. Yeah. Uh, but when he hit, obviously, um, his leg snapped, you know. Um, so, anyway, it's gruesome. Uh, let's talk about one that we both was talking about uh, recently. Uh, guy got, we're going to give him a three for one, I think. Yeah. Uh, some of the stuff we've seen and heard, uh, these didn't have this didn't happen real recently, but but due to the dark side of the ring episodes, we all got to revisit these things happening here recently, and that is uh, New Jack. And tell us about a couple of things uh, oh, that this Jesus. guy did, man. Well, uh, that was just uh, gruesome stuff. Well, he tried to kill Vic Grimes by throwing him off of a scaffold, and if you mm-hmm. if you watch Vic Grimes come off that scaffold and hit the ring and bounce and hit the ropes, yeah, he looks like he's fucking dead. Yeah, I don't know how he didn't die. I I, I don't know because I mean that was that was a far enough fall that he could have broken his neck or back real fucking easy, especially with that yeah. bounce at the end. Yeah. Um. So that was just disgusting to look at. Yeah. Um, Hated that. Yeah. Uh. There was a time that New Jack stabbed the shit out of Gypsy Joe. 
Yeah, now I've watched the footage of that, and he just took him around the ring and just dug and dug and dug into his head, uh, stabbing him repeatedly in the head, man. Um, and I think Gypsy Doe was, what, 72, 73 years old when yeah. that took place. You know, uh, somewhere up in uh, just a, at a school in West Virginia, if I'm not mistaken. It wasn't a very big show, I don't think. Um Fan-wise, you know, I don't know how they built it up or whatever, but damn, man. And I know Gypsy Joe's got a hard head and was a tough old son of a gun, you know, is not going to sell anything. And uh, I guess Jack, I don't know if he took advantage of him or just was um, how he, why he was doing it that, you know, to that extreme, but it was just gruesome to see, you know, him, uh, Gypsy Joe, getting his head yeah. busted open like that. Just, well, just gruesome. I don't know why anybody works with me, Jack, honestly. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I just, I don't, I don't get it, you know, because it's just time after time. And look at the mass transit thing, which he clipped that dude's artery in his face. Well, that's why I was going to say shreds a man, you know, half to death, basically, in that, yeah. in that uh, mass transit incident. And uh, I guess, though, on that deal there, I'm not justifying it by any means, but I guess, you know, as a young guy, you know, underage saying, you know, he was a wrestler, been trained in this and that, just wanted to get into the business. But, um, and and I guess and I've been around New Jack uh, when he's in Smoky Mountain and um, it is a certain amount of respect you know that he demands from people and, and gives people I'll say that so um, but I guess uh, uh, Transit was just someone that really might have rubbed Jack the wrong way or whatever still no reason to try to kill the guy but but um, I guess he has sliced that poor boy to death man yeah uh, basically. Uh, like you say, uh, he got an artery, didn't he, in his arm? Yeah, no, he cut an artery in his forehead. You've got that one okay, artery that okay, runs, yeah. Okay. Um, but, I mean, look, that kid should not have been there. Right. Plain right. and fucking simple. And the fact that his dad took him for that, his dad is as culpable as fucking New Jack was in that situation. Yeah. Now, that all being said, you know, New Jack, he got asked to blade the dude, but you know he fucking went as deep as he could. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know, we've seen guys uh, blade for fucking years and never hit an artery. Yeah. You know, look at look at um, Brody. You know, when he right. popped those, popped those out of his finger tape and fucking zipped somebody, and that was it. He just got him, and nobody ever bled to death from that. Yeah. And we was talking last week about Abby, you know, uh, on a program, I think it was, and or two weeks ago, we was talking about Abby, rather, and we talked about the Sheik last week. There's another example, of course, uh, Bladen, you know, he cut his arm and his head and everything, mm-hmm. but, but go back to Abby, hell, them big scars on his head, he went deep against that ring post, you know. Yeah. That's Pretty damn gruesome, but he done it himself, you know. So well, I was gonna say in that um, situation, at least you're more in control. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I it's probably not a, it's probably not something you should want to see in any situation. No. Um, and I guess guys like Cowboy Bill Watts, I guess used to spiff dudes fifty bucks if they got somebody to bleed hard way too. Okay. Um, now, well, let me let me let me clarify. I have heard that. I, yeah. That could okay. be bullshit, as far as I know, but. Cowboy Bill Watts, what we know of him, does that sound like something he wouldn't do or something he would do? <laughs> Probably would. Yeah, I mean, that sounds like, because we know, like, look, he liked big fucking brawler dudes. Yeah, yeah. athletic and, and wrestlers and fighters, you know, yeah. so. so. Um, let's move on here. Uh, which one you want to pick next we can talk about? Um, you know what, since we're already talking about throwing a dude off of a scaffold. Yeah, 
Let's go with this one. I'll let okay. you do it because he's a friend of yeah. yours. Yeah. All right, man. To this day, and I, I've, I, I had to watch it last night. I flipped through it twice. But um, it was the shoot fall of Cornette, uh, Road Warriors Midnight Express. Big Bubba's in a ring. And um, Cornette basically blew his knees out and one more so than the other, from my understanding. Um, and then I, many years I've been around Jimmy, I never talked to him about that or anything like that. Uh, but I know when I watched it, and I, I just knew, I, I told my brother, I think we had watched it together. Uh, in fact, I know we were, but I was like, um, man, he, he he's broken his legs. He's, he blew his knees out or something. Something bad happened. We knew that. And then to hear Cornette talk about it 30 years and stuff. But to me, like I said, last night I rewatched it twice. And, and both times I just was trying to see, you know, where he was at and what. Uh, and I just hated seeing his legs uh uh, and, and Jim's like me, you know, we're in this Kentucky weather. By God, we can tell you when it's going to rain or be really cold by the way our knee feels. Man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's the shoot right there. So, yeah, uh, Corny taking the shoot off the um, the scaffold, man, to me. That, that just crazy because so many things can happen up off that scaffold. Um, and that was one of the early ones that I that I actually saw, you know, and it's just like, ah, uh, to this day, like, ugh. So I made myself watch it, uh, but I hated uh-huh. seeing it. But uh, but I know Cornette came out of it all right, you know, um, other than, like I said, being able to predict the weather with your knees. Yeah, he came out a little <laughs> angrier and a little more yeah. bitter, and that was it. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the scaffold mess, that's one of those ones that, that kind of borders on that, you know, oh, it was a cool idea on paper, and then we didn't. It did yeah. it, and it didn't really work out. Right. Um, we talked about that during that Road Warrior episode yeah. a couple of weeks back. But, um, you, you know, it's just one of those ones that almost kind of needs to go with the dog kennel match, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, let's see here. Oh, okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to bring this one up, but okay. I'm also going to say right now there's a gif going around of Perry Saturn. I think he gets an enziguri and top lands on the top of his head on the fall. It looked like he was going for a flip and then just landed on the top of his head. Uh, okay. And that reminds me of Benoit throwing Sabu onto the top of his head. Yeah, man. I saw this several years back. I don't know how long ago, mm. you know, and um, I don't even, I honestly don't even know what I was watching. I think I was watching an old ECW show. Uh, but anyway, it looked to me, and from my understanding, uh, the story behind it is, and if you watch it, folks, it, it really is gruesome because Sabu gets his neck broken. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where, uh, Chris Benoit was uh, 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 the the crippler, is what I'm trying to spit out there, Bobby, damn it. But, yeah, it looks like he shot him off, and Benoit was maybe going for a backdrop, and Sabu was taking a bump like a flapjack. So he basically crunched up to go down flat, I guess, and vice versa. Instead of being out flat, he was crunched down, and his head just went straight down into the mat. And you can hear him, uh, Paul, Paul, is outside the ring and he said, he broke my goddamn neck and he's rolling around out there. And, um, I guess at that point, um, you know, when, when it was all said and done, Chris went home, was going to quit wrestling. And, uh, uh, Paul, you know, talked him into coming back and, and gave him that Cripper gimmick. And, but I'm sure that weighed on Chris's mind. Um, you know, no sympathy there. Just, just saying at that time there was, mm-hmm. you know, um, but man, just see, see Sabu get his neck broken uh, just freaked me to fuck out, man. Cause you know, I didn't know if he was going to walk again. I yeah. saw the way he got out of the ring and I don't know how severe the, the, the break was, 
because obviously, you know, Sabu's still out there wrestling um, and, and probably doing half the crazy shit he used to do anyway. Um, and he's legitimately, you know, just crazy tough, like, you know, getting his arm cut open in Japan and oh, yeah. basically rolling out and get tape, taping it up and keep on going. But that was one injury where if you go back and watch it, um, if you look at it close enough, uh, you'll see one was one was doing one move and the other one was uh, taking a bump for another move. So it just it just didn't gel right. Uh, the body is not supposed to go that way, and it just crunched that booze head straight straight down to the mat. Well, yeah, it was. I watched Horrible. it just before we started this episode, uh, and it's 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 nauseating. I mean, it just yeah. you see it and because you, you know already that that it broke his neck, and you're just like, whoa. God. Yeah. Um, but you know, this is shit that I, I don't want to see anybody get hurt. I mean, there's the initial oh, bloodlust that kicks in. Um, this fucking business you guys do, yeah. it's, it's a miracle. More people haven't died from a broken neck in the middle of the ring than have, yeah. you know, it's, it's just crazy over the top. And then yeah. I gotta, I gotta thank Chris Benoit. This we're talking about a guy who thought he exposed the business because a suplex didn't go off, so he went and did like a thousand fucking squats immediately afterwards. Yeah, Could, yeah he was know, very intense. Yeah, and this is because he thought he might have exposed the business. Can you imagine thinking he almost killed somebody? Yeah, well, eventually he fucking did. So no, there's that. That's, I, uh, look, I'm trying not to be sympathetic. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I'm me neither. But let me say this: um, when I was training, you know. Malenko was in his late uh, mid mid fifties when I met him, and um, you know he was always saying, you know, be careful, do this, do that, and was teaching the very basics, you know, uh, of, of being safe and taking care of your partner in the ring. And uh, not recently, but in the mo- in the recent years that I've got to go and help some young guys out, you know, kind of coaching the sidelines, if you will, with the uh, some of the FTC guys and. The ASW guys, some of the guys from up here in Nitro, West Virginia, and and, and Ashland, Kentucky, surrounding area here, Ironton, Ohio, etc. Uh, and I, did, I find myself, you know, saying, "Man, you know, be careful. Don't don't do something that you don't know how to do." You know, and I, I find myself more and more um, telling people, you know, to take care of yourself out there in the ring. Be careful, you know, and I think that I don't want to see ever. I never want to see anyone. I don't care if I didn't like them. I don't want to see um, anyone get injured in the ring, you know, shoot, you know, shoot injury. Um, I, I'll be honest with you. You know, I, I've been dropped by a big Sid um, a couple times way back when I was in WCW, right when I was finishing up. And when he when he broke his leg that we was talking about earlier, I almost wanted to say, you know, it couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Yeah. Uh, and the asshole of me wanted to say that, but but I didn't because that's the man in a, and that's the man that's in the, in the chosen profession, uh, profession. And if he, um, well, even though he dropped me at one time, pretty risky drop. Uh, it was in a, a handicap match, me and Adrian Burden. I saw the way he dropped Adrian. And I was supposed to roll out, but he had already grabbed me, so I went with it and dropped me. There's no hard feelings or anything, but I'm thinking um, even someone that had done something and had, you know, hurt other people, again, more likely not not intentionally, just, you know, carelessness. I didn't want to see that, you know what I'm saying, to go back to that, him breaking his leg. Uh, The asshole would be wanting to say that, you know, couldn't happen to an officer guy, but no. I was like, oh, man, that's a fucking athlete, and he's fucking hurt, and he's hurt bad. Um, I don't want to see anyone in the ring get hurt, man. Um, so it happens. Um, surprising enough, uh, 
there's not more broken necks, like you said, and more injuries, but there are a lot of, lot of injuries. And believe me, I carry them around for years now. Um, some of them are more gruesome to others, man. Uh, which one do we, and you can forget and nickname my snide, uh, remark there about, um, eventually what I said about Benoit there, but, um, you know, I'm trying not to have any sympathy, but also yeah. we was talking about him getting, you know, how he probably did feel, you know, when he, um, broke Sabu's neck and that's if you do watch that folks these are all pretty much available on YouTube um and they're pretty damn gruesome I'm going to go to one Jeremy next if you don't mind yeah. that uh, uh I thought it was 2005 but the, but it said 2006 and um there was a raw um there was a pay-per-view on a Sunday that my brother had taken his family to up in Ohio and then the next night, of course, a couple hours later was the, uh, or a couple hours away was the Raw up there. And so I had particularly watched them. Uh, and I don't honestly know if it was the pay-per-view or the Raw, but I knew my brother and his children at the time were going to be in attendance. So I, you know, I made a special effort to watch them. And again, I, I, I was a little bit off on a date, but if you go back to 2006, it's a ladder match, um, that involving Hardys and Joey Mercury, his face has been over the, um, ladder. And one of the Hardys, when he hits the ladder, oh man, it just it just basically explodes Joey's face, man. And I'm just like, oh man. So that was one I I thought of kind of late, even though we knew we were going to do this list um, uh, last week. We had an idea when we were going to do this. Um, that one just came to my mind yesterday while I was out walking, and I come home and looked it up, and that's how I found the date of it. But it's a Joey the Joey Mercury uh, ladder incident. Uh, did you catch that, one, Professor? Um, I don't, I did not see it, but I had heard about it. Yeah. Uh, so like later on, cause I mean, this was like, he got, I mean, he had a pain pill addiction because of this. His face was broke. I mean, this was, this was a colossal level fuck uppery is what this was. Yeah. 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 It exploded, man. It looked oh, like to yeah. me. Um, well, I watched it and I probably had not watched it maybe once since then until last night. And I sat down and, you know, kind of made myself go back and watch it. Like I said, I wasn't going to put it on a list. Uh, you had a text to me, actually asked how I was doing. And I appreciate that. Uh, I had been out for a walk, uh, just on a, you know, Saturday afternoon walk and, um, uh, listen to music, whatever. And, um, I thought, Oh man, whatever happened? Cause I knew it was a spot that I'd seen. And that's why I came home and, and, and added that one, added that one to the list. So, um, and again, I made myself watch it, uh, just like I did with the, uh, the scaffold match, you know? So geez, but if you got a chance, you people are into gruesome stuff, man, you got a lust for a bloodlust or whatever, uh, feel free to go out there. Cause all these are pretty much on YouTube. Oh, yeah. not mistaken. You know, um, so so Bobby, I know you never really did. I, I know you did some bloody fucking matches. You know, you you headlined bloody. Sun, <laughs> was it Sunday? Bloody <laughs> Sunday. Um, yeah. But how about some of these matches in Japan where they are just like you know, like Frontier Martial Arts or XPW here in the states, where it was just yeah. like cheese graters and shit. Um, what what's your feelings on those? You know, I this I'm just going to use the the word that comes to mind. Of course, is extreme. Mm-hmm. I um I have been in um, uh, tape fist matches up in Canada, uh, like basically a brass knuckles match type deal, working with the, some Cuban assassin and and uh, Leo Burke and some of those uh, guys that were veterans at the time that could lead me through them. I've been in a couple Bob wire matches. Um, I wrestled a stro in a couple of Bob Wire matches. As a matter of fact, where, where uh, one of them, the ring ropes were covered in Bob Wire, and, and another one where the ropes were Bob Wire. Um, and, and those were, you know, 
about as as an extreme as I'd say I got as far as you know doing something gimmicky on a show for someone and and, and luckily those turned out pretty good you know um you you can get cut pretty bad at Bob Wire. Yeah. I got a, a big gash in my bicep the way it got stuck uh, unintentionally trying to get myself loose. Uh, but anyway, the, my feeling is that's extreme, you know, and I was in Japan. Um, you know, I'd go there. The least I went was two weeks. And one summer I went for like six weeks. And of course, uh, all the magazines come out when the magazine come out, I think they come out on a, a Friday, maybe I want to say Tuesday or Friday. I can't remember. But anyway, they got the nice colored layout magazine and stuff. And, you, and they'd go from New Japan, all Japan to FMW to Michinoku and all the different companies in order, you know, uh, even towards the back. They did WWF and WCW, all the you know, upkeeps of, of pro wrestling. And I'd see some of these pictures, man. And of course, I'd hear the boys talking. Uh, the Michinoko didn't have those kind of gimmick matches, but some of the guys would tell me, you know, like, like, you know, what had Terry Funk and Cactus Jack over there doing the, uh, the, the boards were exploding, I guess, um, when you hit the bob wire and then it had exploding water. Um, I don't know. I guess it's just to me, especially like when you mentioned earlier on, um, uh, someone coming through the, 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 uh, I never understood the fucking, um, uh, Fluorescent light bulbs. I never got that. Um, cheese graters, like you said, I never got that. I never got, um, it's, it's maybe because I didn't want to and I said I never got it. Yeah. Because it's like, I'll use your example of, it's, it's not like if I'm going through a store, if you watch the wrestler, the movie, The Wrestler, and, and Mickey Rourke and the other guys going through a store and they're picking out stuff at the dollar store. Oh, this will work and they're hitting herself with aluminum, uh, a pan or, or whatever. It's like, um, if you're using the fucking, uh, sledgehammer you know you can't go into the ring with a hammer you know yeah. you're going to kill someone if you bash one with a, a ball ping hammer you know um and and some of that stuff to me is just if if that's the way you i don't know if that's the way you treat your body that extreme and and people are really really hurting themselves to make people believe uh they're not hurting themselves i don't i don't it's the whole fucked up reverse psychology to me man um that's the way i feel about it it's it's uh I, I don't, I never had a desire to do it. Um, I did stuff that was in a program, you know, that was okay. This week we're doing this match. This week we're doing this match and it's going to eventually lead to a tape fist match or, uh, this is going to lead to a Bob wire fence match. You know, this is where it's going to go to, um, in, in territory situations, you know, where you worked six, eight weeks at a time and you had a program given to you that this is where you're going to go, you know, um, but as far as just going out there and doing, you know, explosive barbed wire fence matches, uh, and end up in an electric chair or something. No, that's not my deal, man. Ugh. All that shit's too gruesome for me. Well, yeah, that's, <laughs> you know, you know and, there's, and I have enough injuries without that shit. You can get injured in this sport. Go back to what you said real quickly. Mm -hmm. I have injuries and these injuries were from just wrestling matches, you know, over and over and repetition, repetition and stuff. So, uh, even doing the simplest of things, a man can get hurt in this business, you know. Oh, yeah. Wear and tear is real, you know. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I, I, when I was younger, definitely points in the nineties, like when ECW was first hitting, and obviously, you know, there was there was hardcore wrestling before that. You know, guys like Brody, and you'd see him a lot in like Texas and you know yeah. NWA stuff like that. Um, but you know, when ECW came out, like I was, look, I was feeling it. I was kind of into it. But then, you know, you keep aging and you start looking at shit, and you're like, oh man, that's just <laughs> fucking ridiculous. You know? Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, early on, one of the first things I had got to see, and I got to see it live via tape because that's the way it was, was broadcast that day, was the uh, uh, the concession stand brawl match, you know, the brawl brawls down mm-hmm. in Tulo, Mississippi, and, and Lance calling it with uh, uh, the Moon Dogs against uh, Lawler and Dundee. You know, that was that was uh, I wouldn't say gruesome. But that was kind of extreme hardcore, you know. Oh yeah. Uh, busting, catching uh, bottles of mustard on each other's head, and I think they hit everything but the popcorn machine. I think that was the only thing that uh, they, they better not tear it down popcorn machine up. <laughs> From yeah. my understanding, someone said. But um, yeah, to me, see, that was more entertaining of a wrestling match and a fight. I really thought they were fighting. So I was entertained by that fight. So see how I'm using that word there? I, I, they were still fighting to me. Yeah. Um, I was 15, 16 years old. So I'll I throw that one in there too. Now, it's not going to be one of your most gruesome ones to, to watch, but it will be a fun one to go back and watch for, for all of our wrestling fans out there for our special Halloween edition this week. That's right. <laughs> You know, in those places where they did get bloody back in the day, um, they saved it for the right occasions, typically. It wasn't yeah. just like every match. It was like here and there as it was needed. Um, and in Memphis, Memphis protected moves, too, man, like that pile driver. Right. You know, right. they they only let you drop that pile driver when it had to come out. Otherwise, you kept that shit on the shelf, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing, like I said, about the uh, uh, tight fist matches. I was in Canada. It, it was three or four week program. And this is where it's going to lead to. Bob Bar Fence, it was a couple months uh, uh, programming locally. Uh, we had about three or four cities we did, and, and we built it up each month. It was coming back with something. So it wasn't like, you know, uh, just out of nowhere, hey, I challenge you to a Bob Bar match. You know, yeah. we, we, we let up the stuff, you know, um, with that. And I think, I think that's, that's the way you do it to, to build your business. You know what I'm saying? But, um, okay. So, uh, I'm going to throw out this next one that I saw, uh, I probably, you probably saw it live too. Yeah. Uh, about the same time was uh mankind on top of the, uh, the hell in a cell match when he's up there with the undertaker and he just goes off the side of that damn cage through the announcer's table. Um, I, was he broke in half or not? Is that what is that what is that what Jr. said or oh, someone said? My yeah. God, he's broken half or something. I mean, to me, that was just. I thought the fucking guy was dead, man. I didn't know if it was supposed to happen, if it's planned. I did when I saw it. I just I thought um, I don't know if I thought gruesome, but I thought, man, I think he's fucking dead. Well, the, yeah, uh, there are just some. In, yeah, there are some impacts. You don't need blood. You see somebody yeah. take that fall, you're just like, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Is that the... Hold on. Am I thinking of a different... What's the one where Terry Funk actually came out to check on him? There was one. He... Uh, Cactus took a fall. No, I think he was Mankind at the time, I think. But he took a yeah. fall that was so nasty that even though Terry Funk and he were in a feud, Terry Funk like came out of the dressing room to go check on him because it just looked that bad. I don't think it was this one. Well, but, see, there was another one where um, this one I thought was, was actually worse. Actually, I should say could have been worse. And I've heard the Undertaker side of it on the, um, excuse me, on the Stone Cold podcast. They're both on top the cell, and uh, this a different match, and it breaks, and Jack, uh, well, Mankind falls through it. Yeah. Uh, if he falls through it, and there's a chair in the ring, 
And if he he hit he hit just about as perfect as you could hit when that thing broke. Uh, I'm sure he didn't think it he hit perfect when he when he did that wow. night. But if he'd hit that chair of his neck or anything, it could have been you know a, a more serious, more gruesome than what it was. So it may have been that one. I don't know. I don't recall um, you know Terry coming out to, to either one of them. But but it, I, I'm not doubting you're telling me that it's true too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That he he that it's something. I do know this. The reason I remember. Um, um, it was mankind talking about um, the Undertaker. He that's who it was. I said I said it the wrong way. Uh, it was mankind or Cactus Jack was talking about the Undertaker on Stone Cold podcast. He said what kind of athlete he was. Was um, there's I'm sitting there thinking having sympathy for him because he took that big bump through the ring that particular match. He said, if you, I'll tell you what kind of athlete Mark Calloway is, the Undertaker, because he said uh, he he actually had a twisted ankle pretty bad, and he still comes down from the top of that cage and has to drop. He hangs down but drops and has to land on that foot in that ring on a bad ankle. And uh, he, he he's sitting there putting the other guy over. Here he is just come through there. That's tough as fuck. And then he's still putting over the Undertaker, talking about how he t- tough he is by having to land on a sprained ankle, you know. Mm-hmm. And that does hurt if you have to land on a sprained ankle. But um, that just shows their damn toughness for this business. Um, and it wouldn't surprise me if it wasn't more and more than one match that Terry Funk had to probably come out and check on uh, uh, Cactus Jack or, or, or Mick Foley, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I just, and them two, you know. Well, I ahead. just, I, those older guys, like guys older than us, obviously. Um, like when we were talking to Ron, they they don't break kayfabe. Matter of fact, you talk to guys now that are that generation, they still don't let you in on the fucking on the on the background. Yeah, yeah they still yeah. just like nope. Uh, you know, we talk about it like we always <laughs> talked about it. Um, yeah. so for cat or for uh, Terry Funk to come out, I, I'm gonna have to find out which one that is. But we'll do that. Some yeah, other time. yeah, please do. But for yeah. for him to come out and do that, he must have really thought shit had gone fucked up. Right. Right. And if you want to, wrestling fans, you know what you can do? You can hit us up on Twitter and let us know um, if you recall which match that is or if you have a gruesome match or moment, uh, please send it to us. I'm at Bobby Blaze 744 Jeremy's at The Geek is Cast. And then we got our joint account on Twitter, and it's at Bell to Bell Blaze. And there's also a Bell to Bell Blaze over on Facebook as well. Um, and we also have a YouTube channel since we've been talking about a lot of YouTube here. Um, we had last year, if you remember, we had the Muda, uh, the Muda Blood Scale on there. Yep. Uh, we'd done one for Halloween. There's just to throw it out at you that uh, Tex had put up. It's um, tinyurl.com slash video. If you go to that, uh, you can see some of our past videos and, and some of the ones on there are um, most scariest gimmicks for Halloween, uh, most scariest matches for Halloween. And now we'll be adding uh, the most gruesome uh, moments in wrestling, if you will, um, on this podcast. I just want to get that out there, Jeremy. Yep, absolutely. Well, um, I'm still trying to figure out what to do about the YouTube page. I am going to yeah. start an official one. I, I talked to YouTube a little bit. And I may have to copyright strike the Texas old page, which I really don't fucking want to do. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to figure that out. And I'm also trying to figure out how to put new videos together because I'm not going to do as good a job as Tex did. Just yeah, plain and simple. Done a just, great job. Yeah, it's not going to happen. But I want to do something because, you know, we reach, we reach such a big audience with YouTube that we, we have to be on there, you know? Yeah, we do. And, if there's anyone out there 
if there's another Tex Johnson out there, you know, that knows to do how to do what he could do, we'd appreciate it very much. Uh, we was very blessed to have him come on board with us after several, I don't even know, four or five episodes, man. And he, he become a friend, a fan, a friend of the show and a fan of the show first, then a friend of the show to where he started sending us videos and asked, could he put them on YouTube? So there's just so you know, where that's at, um, uh, where that stands basically, um, you know, we lost Tex a few weeks back, a couple months now, I guess. Yeah. Um, and he had the whole account set up uh, with Jer Jeremy and myself agreeing to, you know, use our voices, et cetera. And he was putting together his wonderful videos. And again, that's at tinyrail.com slash BBBB video. Um, the thing is, he dropped off about last year during football season, during during the pro wrestlers that that were pro football players episodes. But we were fortunate enough that he'd done several of um, the greatest announcers of all time, uh, the greatest regional heels, the greatest baby faces. Like we said, um, uh, just legitimate, the, the legitimate badasses that has the most views of all of them combined, probably. But we've got about, I think, as 1.6 million views on that YouTube channel, and it's just sitting there right now. So we we won't be adding anything to that. But Jeremy is in a process of of working out, uh, like yeah, as you heard him say, another another YouTube page. So if anyone's out there as a fan of the show, would like to become a friend of the show and um, help us out along the way or help Professor out, that'd be great. If not, we are appreciate you going back and watching the old stuff. Um, and uh, we appreciate you listening to today's program, man. Um, we're, we're, we're growing every week on our program. We appreciate you all staying with us each and every week, man. Uh, we're just good old wrestling fans, and, and we'd love to hear from you. Like I said, on, on our Twitter accounts, that's the easiest way to get a hold of me. Just hit me up at BobbyBlaze744. Let us know what you think, man. Um, we mentioned last week we had a couple more reviews, and we appreciate those. Uh, I read a couple of them off of uh, iTunes. I'm sure there's some other ones on Spotify and and. Uh, uh, Stitcher and some of the other uh, different ways you might be listening to this podcast, but no matter how you're listening to it, by God, we appreciate it, especially the real wrestling fans. Yeah. Anyway, that is absolutely anyway. true. Absolutely true. Um, uh, yeah. I know, we're, I know we're about done with these gruesome. Uh, we pretty much covered all of them. They weren't any, any top 10 order per se. We just kind of had an outline to go with. Um, I will say this, if you have some gruesome um, footage and stuff, you want to send it out, don't send that to me. Send it to the joint account. <laughs> <laughs> really, I, I just don't want to see people getting hurt, man. Yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll watch it. I, I can tell you right now. Yeah, you got a gruesome match. Well, I'm going to watch yeah. it. Don't get me wrong. I'll watch it over on the Bell to Bell Blaze <laughs> Twitter account, not my personal one. I don't want to see it on my personal one <laughs> is what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> I'll oh, still want man. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> um, Anyway. There's, there's some that, you know, every time somebody's like, oh, hey, did you see that time so-and-so landed on the top of their head? Or fuck, uh, You watch it, and at first second, you're like, holy shit. And then you're like, oh, holy shit. Oh, <laughs> God. Uh, man. So, uh, anyway, listen, I'm probably not giving out any fucking Halloween candy this year. I'm going to be social distancing myself. I'll wear a mask. Uh, that's for damn sure. But I'll have my lights out of my house. 
um, probably park my car down a street somewhere or something. I don't know. Um, I usually don't get a lot of people anyway. I'll probably give some to these neighborhood kids that uh, that I know that just just up and down my street here, but no no stragglers, man. I'm going to uh, uh, be in on Halloween night probably watching like something like the Rocky Horror Picture Show or something, man. That's kind of my deal. Uh, but um, for all you uh, uh, ghosts and goblins and, and, and jack-o'-lanterns and cool cats and whatever you want to be this year, um, you know, go out there and have fun. But whatever you do, man, be fucking safe. You know, uh, wear a mask, social distance yourself, and and take care of yourself. That's what I'll say yep. if you're going trick-or-treating or trick-or-trunking or whatever you're going to be doing. Yep, wear a mask under your mask or over your mask, but wear a mask. Yep. Keep a couple feet between you and especially people you don't live with. Yeah. <clears throat> um, you know, here's the thing, guys. Uh, you know, I, I know this is all like a big inconvenience, whatnot. Um, I can actually point to a fucking burial ground right now where my grandmother who died of polio is and my cousin who died of HIV complications is. Uh, viruses are serious shit. Okay. And I know I keep hearing people do this. Well, they didn't die of COVID. They, they had diabetes. Okay. Well, 40% of Americans are overweight. Okay. Over being overweight is a comorbidity for this disease. Also, AIDS never killed anybody. People die of the cold and the flu and pneumonia and the shit you get while you have it. So don't, don't focus on, oh, it only kills this many people because you're not looking at the right numbers. And if everybody would keep a couple feet between them and the next guy and wear a mask when they're out in public, life would be mostly back to normal by now if we'd been doing that all along. Yeah. So that's my, that's my one rant that I'm getting off my okay. soapbox now. Uh, so I'm going to put you back on one more, okay? Okay. Did we mention it this episode? It might have been last episode because I tell you, by the time this one here comes out, you got time to go vote on November 3rd, folks. Yes. It's your civic duty. So go vote. So we're, we're talking about Halloween. One end uh, ran on that, and my ran on this is just this. I don't care who you vote for. Just get out there and vote. I've, I've already mailed my vote in last Thursday, and I'm proud that I've done that. Yeah. It's important. Look, we live in a, in a representative democracy. It is important that your voice is heard. And we have a way to do it. We just need to do it. And it's shameful how little we vote in this country. Yeah. Oh, Bobby, I don't, okay. I don't like feeling like I'm talking down to our audience, though. No, we're not, man. I think we got to, honestly, I think we got a pretty educated audience. Um, not just in wrestling terms, but, you know, just in life in general. I really do. Yeah. From some of the feedback I get just on my Twitter account, um, you know, I uh, interact with people in there all the time. And I think for the most part, uh, they're educated. I don't mean like maybe necessarily book smart or, or wrestling smart. I just think they're educated and, and have some damn common sense and knowing that when, when Bobby or Jeremy's talking, uh, just having a good time. But if they say something, you know, about going and taking the time to get out and vote and stuff, that we're being serious, you know. But uh, with that said, Jeremy, I'm just going to get ready to get off here. Please, people, take care of each other. I hope you liked our gruesome list. That was gruesome for me to fucking watch some of it. I'll tell you, because <laughs> I cringed. And that's a shoot, man. And um, anyway, take care of each other. Wear your face mask. Social distance. And uh, be kind to yourself. Um, you know, 
give yourself a break sometimes mentally because it's tough times right now out there. And, uh, man, all kinds of shit just runs through your head. Stuff that happened in grade school or uh, something you said to someone will come up and say, where the hell did that conversation come from? You know, I'm sitting there going, it's time to get, I got to go for a walk and clear my head sometimes, man. So uh, please, uh, your mental health, take care of it just like you do your physical health. And um, have a happy Halloween and get out there and vote. That's right. And, you know, uh, we will be back with, was this going to be season six? Yep. Um, and I, I, you know, I'm really, really excited about our first episode from that season. Oh, yeah, man. That's going to be a good one. Yeah, we'll be back on a regular format in a couple weeks, folks. Yep. Uh, be cool. We got a good, good first one opening up season six with. We sure do. Can I, can I tease it? Sure. Uh, Playboy Gary Hart. Ah, yes. Yeah. Man, you dropped that name during one of the segments when we was doing, uh, I think it was Brody or Bam Bam or someone, and we were like, oh, put that one down. That's got to be a topic soon. And so yeah. that's kind of we're also a teaser, Jeremy, mm-hmm. um, as to where our next season's heading. Oh, um, it is. So there you go. But, yeah, Playboy Gary Hart, that should be an interesting one. Oh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that one. Uh, right Bobby, on. you want to wrap yes. up on anything? No, man. Thank you. Take care. Be careful, brother. All right. So, everybody, for Tex Johnson, myself, Professor Jeremy Vilmer, and Bobby Blaze, happy Halloween. Get out and vote. Uh, bye-bye, everybody.